My loving, you're never gonna get it. Not this time, never, never gonna get it. My loving, you're never gonna get it. Not this time. Woo, 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 woo. All right, you're listening to uh, My Lovin' by uh, En Vogue. Um, hey, welcome to J. Oh, sorry, that was so loud. Hey, welcome to Jed Banger's Ball. Uh, this is. Uh, what is it? It's uh, August 31st, um, 2017. Uh, today's guest won Brendan Donnelly. Um, Brendan was uh, someone I'd heard about. Uh, we tell our origin story throughout the podcast, so I'm, I'm not going to explain too much. Um, just want to say, um, tonight, Zigzags are at uh, the Terragram Ballroom with the OCs and Lars Finberg Band. Uh, Lars was on last week's episode. So check that out if you haven't heard it. Uh, it's a million fucking degrees here in L.A. Uh, I have to turn the fans off to record the intro because they make noise in the microphone. So I'm not going to uh, do too much of an intro here. Um, but yeah, uh, today's, today uh, the podcast is sponsored by Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, Dunkin' Donuts down here in Atwater. Um, I'm working on a chickpea uh, flour-based munchkin. Um, one of those tiny, uh, donuts, but made with chickpea flour, uh, instead of, uh, you know, all purpose. So, so I can get that, uh, that gluten-free crowd. Um, uh, my goal is to put out, uh, of business, the Middle Eastern restaurant, uh, Israeli falafel shop Dune down the road from Dunkin' Donuts, um, by offering, um, a similar menu, but at a more affordable mainstream Price for the fat fuckers that want to eat uh, donuts as opposed to falafel. So, the, well, without further ado, uh, let's talk to Brendan. Scraper too the <laughs> the beard the beard no guard. We, we were joking about that. the beard do rag dude that thing no I have to like pull my hair back and put it up under a fucking hat though. So you got the man bun going? No 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 no, 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 no. there's no there's no man bun there's a I want to I kind of want to do the beard thing just because it's like even grosser yeah to have like a fucking fake uh not a fake but like like you're like one of those like japanese people on the right. sub- subway yeah. with the fucking it's <laughs> a little face mask the face mask on um so thanks for uh uh thanks for bringing this the dunkin donuts over yeah uh, yeah uh they're a good sponsor so <laughs> i'm glad that we got it's like I'm glad they actually have Dunkin' Donuts in LA now too. I don't uh, ever drink coffee uh, more than once during the daytime. I, I just have it in uh, in the morning, and then uh, that's it for me. Yeah, I'm gonna make an exception because I do it all day. Dunk- you drink coffee all, all, all day. day, all day. What's that like? Um, I always wondered. Like I don't under- I don't know how people can do that, man. I see people doing it. Um, Does it fuck up your guts? No, I I crash around four o'clock really hard and take an hour nap and then wake up and i'm like oh i'll make a pot of coffee and then i realize like it's already i'm gonna be up till four or five in the morning if i do that so right um yeah usually around let's see it's what one o'clock now so i'll probably have another cup after or two i don't think that clock works yeah so at three three i'll have one then four i'm done you stop drinking coffee at four yeah uh do you work at night? Like, do you stay up all night working? Yeah, I okay. do that too. Gotcha. But then I usually drink wine or yeah. tequila. Yeah. So I have to level out the high of the caffeine uh-huh. and then bring the sedative of <laughs> the <laughs> alcohol down. And then I find like my, my personal plane and then I just work until like midnight or so. What kind of wine? 
I don't, it all tastes the same to me, dude. Really? Like, all wine tastes the exact same. Really? Yeah. White wine or red wine? R- white and red. Like, obviously, they have different tastes, but sure. all red wine tastes the same. Right. All white tastes the same. See, this is, I used to think that, too, and I only started drinking um, wine about, like, a year ago. Yeah. And, I, and, like, the thought being that, like, I was thinking that, like, the beer and shit was, like, kind of fucking up my guts. Yeah. And, like, maybe, like, the, like, maybe the gluten or something like that. Yeah. Because yeah, I'm living in L.A., you know, mm-hmm. so everyone's always telling you, um, what? Yeah. No, I know. <laughs> I, trust me. I... <laughs> we were joking about that the other day. It was just, like, people here fucking love to tell you like what they're not doing yeah like i'm not oh like you're like hey do you want to have a oh i'm not i'm not smoking this month or like not even smoking but just like oh like hey do you want this it's like oh no i'm not eating that for a month yeah people love to tell you what they're not doing yeah and then they'll say that and then on like saturday they'll just fill their body with a bunch of drugs and like (laughs) shitty booze depending on where you're at cocaine Um, what's the other one there's another thing that's cocaine oh yeah i love raw foodists that do cocaine (laughs) (laughs) like this thing that you don't know what's in it and you're fucking snorting it up your fucking yeah and they're like monday i'm gonna go back to yoga yeah (laughs) but meanwhile you're just like but the irony is like i shit on that all the time like healthy eating yoga fucking uh glue everything gluten-free like i've been making jokes about that but i'm actually i can't have gluten yeah like i i honestly get for the last 10 years (laughs) I was getting really sick every time I ate, yeah. drank beer. Yeah. Um, I'm the same way. foods I would have. And then finally, like three years ago, I went and got checked out. And they're like, yeah, you actually do have right. an intolerance. So, it, I mean, it really does. It's true. Like, I will drink beer and my stomach is killing me. I'll yeah. eat pizza. My stomach kills me. I know. But I still want to fucking rip on the fact that, like, I'm one of those people now. I know. I, well, I have, what I do is I just, I have like my at home foods mm-hmm. and I just don't say anything like yeah. about it. Like pizza, pasta. I think it is gluten. I, I, I know my mom has like a gluten thing and yeah. I think I have it too. I just don't want to fucking ever talk about it. Have you ever brought like gluten free beer to a party or barbecue? No. Try it. It's just, just try it. It's, <laughs> you'll learn who your friends are like real quick once you. <laughs> Well, I there was like Budweiser came out with Red Bridge. It was a gluten free oh, soy gum beer. Yeah, yeah, and I tried it, and I was like, "Yeah, it's actually kind of good. It looks, you know, like artisanal, and you could bring it to a thing." And then somebody saw, they were like, "Did you really bring gluten free beer to a, a fucking house party?" Yeah, and from you, it would like the party divides. It's like I can be friends with these two people now, and everybody else is against me and ripping on me all night. Yeah. So try it if you really want to know who your friends are well i think i think in our circle or my world i'll speak for myself that my friends would be the ones that would rip on me yeah and the people that were like thought it was cool that i did that those are yeah. the people i don't want to hang out with. <laughs> <laughs> i've only tried gluten-free beer a couple times and it fucking sucks but like last night you know jess was like at some she, what she was at a some tarot thing <laughs> what are we talking about right now? Oh my god! <laughs> so I got like a fucking, uh, yeah, like a six pack of beer, and like started eating this barbecue that was left over, uh-huh. and immediately just felt like shit. Did, did you ever get your cards read? Do, do you do you buy? Anything? No, I don't. No, do that don't. Shit. No, 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 no. It's 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 it, you know it's for work. She's doing it for work. Oh, um, okay, gotcha. 
Was it in that like traveling tarot van that parks? No. The water? <laughs> no. <laughs> We're like, follow us on Facebook. No, no, no. I love those people. Yeah. Like, what are those fucking? Have you ever seen those people? They look like. Um, they look like. I don't want. I don't, I'm trying to sound like. I'm just ignorant as far as like yeah. what their religion is, but they look like. Maybe like Bedouins, they are like covered in head to toe. They're like ladies, and they have these like oh Mennonites. No, not Mennonites. No. They're like uh, it looks like sand people from like Star Wars, but they wow. have like uh, they have like a van, and it has like all sorts of uh, scripture all over it. But it's all like super confusing. Cool. I don't know what it's from. And then they have these fucking these this jewelry that looks like. Uh, like pret, like German pretzels. Okay, <laughs> but it's spray painted gold. What? And they're just like, have you seen those guys? No, yeah, but they're probably not. a band. No, 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 no. no, no. Like, there, there's Echo Park's new psych rock. They could be, yeah. It, 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 or someone should fucking just cop their fucking style because yeah. it is like super. Like in- source family. Yeah, we, it's not even. This. It's like. I think they're from. I think they're from Africa, and I oh, think really? that okay. they are like a legit thing. I just don't know what it is, and I've never seen anything like it before. And they're in. This they just part? travel really? around. Really? Yeah, yeah. Whoa. They just travel around. I gotta check that out. I don't know. Look for it. It's just like uh, you know. It's like you see Angeline. Yeah. You see the like. Yeah. The Bedouin <laughs> people. <or whatever. laughs> Should get them together. Yeah. That. Yeah. In, in a in a Corvette. Together. Yeah. <laughs> Did you read that fucking Angeline article? I did. Yeah. I mean, I. I can't imagine what the inside of that car smells like. Because she's been driving it for, what, like 20 years it's now? the same car. <laughs> it's just, like, beaten down. But I saw her maybe, two, I think it was about a month ago, I was coming from Ventura down, uh, like, Ventura Boulevard in Studio City. And she was selling, she was in the parking lot of the Trader Joe's. Yeah. Next to the new Corvette. But still had she got a new one. Okay, good. I think she like crowdfunded to get a new sure. one. She's like she's a bum. <laughs> but then course. she had the other one next to it, and she was sitting there trying to negotiate a deal on the old car with this one dude. Wow. While people were taking photographs of her, so she wow. was collecting more money from that. I mean, she's got a hustle, yeah. but I can't imagine what the inside of that car smells like. I'm right. Always curious to know. Wow. And where does she live? Uh, I think she lives in the valley, right? She's in the valley. Because I always see her whenever I do see her. I mean, that's kind of amazing that you... you I mean, people see her in the yeah. car. You saw her actually selling, trying to she sell the car. She's trying to sell it. Trying to sell it. <laughs> and she's all but 4'9". Yeah. <laughs> Big tits hanging out. Like, really, really trying to sell this car. Yeah. But I'm sure... I mean, knowing her, she was probably... She wanted, like, probably, like, $300,000 for it. Right. She wanted, uh, yeah. she wanted, like, the memorabilia aspect of the car yeah. probably i always see I, I assume she lives in the valley because i always see her if i'm like headed north on the uh-huh. 101 i'll see her headed south so i'm assuming she's coming she goes down she does the rounds yeah collects her money from all the white girl tourists and then right goes right back to the valley i haven't read the article yet because i, I just kind of like I, it's, it's, i mean i mean but people you were already, you already knew like yeah. going into it you knew that she was probably some from some like weird war-torn family that came here met a billionaire guy yeah i don't even think i read the whole article to be honest but that's my guess i kind of was like i didn't want to i didn't want to ruin the the mystique of it but then now i don't care i wonder if she can go after people because she's got to be trademarked now right yeah i think so i'm sure yeah so for halloween do you think she's on the hunt 
to find people dressed like her and embezzle more money out of them. <laughs> I'd like to go to her house on Halloween, though. Oh, God, I bet it smells so bad. <laughs> she really? just looks like she smokes like Virginia Slims all day. I think and she like, does. Wears a lot of perfume. Uh-huh. Doesn't wash her hair. No, she can't. She just does that thing where she shakes like the more dry shit on her hair. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that is. I never understood that. Or it's one. a wig. Yeah, or it's I mean, a wig, yeah. Old, could be a wig. Well, I saw the photos of her as, like, you know, she had that, like, like you know, uh, Jewish teenager yeah. kind of, like, 60s yeah. style, you know? And then now it's, like, this bleach blonde. It's like Dolly Parton or something, She's you know? It's like that. She's our Dolly Parton. Yeah. It's just funny when it's, like, you know, it's, like, everything else in L.A. where it's just, like, it's such, it's, it's, a, it's a costume, yeah. you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's amazing. All right, I'm not even fucking interviewing. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when we get together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I'm just trying to remember. Uh, I think I, I think I first knew about your stuff through like Yasi. Yeah, and she's on one of these podcasts. Oh, too. really? I think she's on the second episode or wow, something. Like that. How long ago was that? A couple years. A couple years ago, yeah. you know, I, t- I started. I kind of got full on into it, and then we lost the space that we were doing it at, yeah. and then I was like. Then we had like band stuff and touring, and then just like got weird. But, um, but yeah, it was like two years ago, I think I started doing it, and then she was like the second episode or something like huh. that. But, but did you guys meet through like Altamont or like? I met her, I think, through my wife. Okay. Um, they were doing a photo shoot, but I, I, I maybe I met her before. That, yeah. But they were doing a photo shoot for her clothing line. And then, was that Altamont or was, no? No, that was she for had her own? when she was doing Cultist. Oh, oh, right, right. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. And then, and then we started working together on other stuff, and gotcha. Been friends since. Yeah, because I think I, I talked to her in a while. I haven't either, but uh, I saw her go. I seen her do like comedy and stuff. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah, she's doing comedy. Yeah, which um, is good. She's funny. Yeah, no, she's great. <laughs> um, and I'm stoked that she's doing it. Um, but I was. Uh, it's funny because I. I think I. I found out about you through her, and yeah. then was found out about you on Instagram and then I just assumed that you were like this like gross like 21 year old guy and then you meet me and you're like why is this like bootleg 90s looking actor <laughs> like fucking yuppie that happens to me all the time whenever I go into meetings for I just think, all I the just cartooning pictured, shit they're yeah. like you're not what we expected yeah. really I'm like what do you like? I, I pictured I like a really long shirt yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh you're going that route I thought it'd be like like f- fat tattoos, no, like no, big no. beard. Oh, no, okay. I pictured super skinny, super long shirt, like neon hat, like I wish. fanny pack, uh, like a like a Fairfax, yeah, like Australian Fairfax. Dude I, I think something. that's what I thought. I thought I don't know why. Yeah, because I, I I go to meetings all the time and they're like, we didn't expect you to look like that, right? And I'm like, like what? They're like, I don't know. It's just your artwork. Well, you your look sense normal. Of humor. We just thought you'd be like. A crazy looking yeah and then they get bummed out because i'm not that guy and they're like ah oh, this fucking i was actually really pleasantly <laughs> surprised because i didn't i knew you only through her and i didn't yeah. know you through any of the other people that i know you through now so i was just like i didn't think i was ever gonna meet you because or yeah. no, i didn't care to ever meet you just because well I, dave would always <laughs> tell me about you he's like oh you gotta you gotta check out zigzags you gotta be dude and like and then i remember when i met you at uh we were at a dinner party and do you remember that it was at Jesse's house and everybody like I, I I'm f- from a p- place where when you go to a dinner party you wear like a shirt and you yeah 
bring a bottle of wine, you know, sure. like, just be, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> everybody else is like dressed up. And then you show up with a sleeveless shirt. <laughs> You got a sleeveless shirt on, a fucking like zigzags hat or something. Okay. And I was like, okay, I'm really overdressed for this party yeah, now. And yeah. then, and it was, it was like a lot of new friends, some old friends, people I didn't meet before. Yeah. And then we were, this is like post Oscars and we were sitting. Oh, that's right. We were sitting at the table and <laughs> I think Jess said, she was like, did you guys hear Susan Sarandon's speech? It was, it was Meryl so, Streep. Or Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep was it was so empowering. And you just went, no way. It was just a bunch of liberal bullshit. <laughs> and I started dying laughing. I was like, okay, cool. This guy, like, I finally have a friend here. Because <laughs> yeah. everybody else was like, it was so empowering. And yeah. We were just dying laughing. We were like, oh, just such bullshit. Come on. Oh, fuck. That's funny. <laughs> um, I come from the place where I totally will bring a bottle of wine to a party. Mm-hmm. And I love, you know, obviously dinner parties and, yeah. you know, uh, traditional, that sort of stuff. Except for the, I don't, I hate to dress up yeah yeah so that's why I'm <laughs> it sucks i think i had a blazer on the night because i was like oh it's a dinner party it's gonna Dude, be a lot of <laughs> that's like my number one fear is having to go to like fucking weddings and like just fucking wear like nice clothes or yeah you know, it's just brutal yeah as i get older though i i like i've lost the fight though like i don't have the fight in me anymore so i just do it but like it's it's more of a it's more of a fear than anything else just you like, should do the old uh the old booger trick and just wear the tuxedo shirt with the sleeves right <laughs> or, yeah, like he had like he, or like that 70s like checkered blazer and then like a bow tie why don't dudes wear that anymore like, i don't that know was such a big, that was like a, a thing for all the wild dudes back in all those 80s and 90s movies it was like the sleeveless bow tie shirt yeah well, guys, now I think the problem—the problem is that guys now. I'm sorry, it's so fucking hot in here. Yeah, it's pretty hot. And we, we can turn on the fan. I guess we. Can, let's no, turn, it'll make too much. It'll noise. make it's too right, much noise. Fine. That's the problem. It's like I'm in we'll the hot yoga. Do right it now. fast. I know it's it Bikram. Yeah. Um, it's that like Indian guy that rapes everybody. That's <laughs> <laughs> like down. They have that down the street too. Uh, they no. changed the name. It used to, you know, it was like, yeah, yeah. We are not affiliated with yeah, so and so Bikram. Yeah. But we practice. Bikram. Yeah. Now it's just called hot yoga. Yeah, now. it's just hot yoga. It's, it's, it's brutal in there too. Yeah, no, I yeah. went once uh, with my friends. It's good when you're coming off of a really rough bender. Yeah. Like when I go in periods when I have the like really heavy benders, I'll take a week off and go every day and just sweat. Yeah. All the shit out. Oh, you go to the yoga place and do it. Yeah, I'll oh, go. Nice. I'll yeah. go. Yeah. yeah. And I'm lazy, so it's just you stretch and then sweat. And like, yeah. You know, it's like. We used to have a sauna at our old house, and that was fucking amazing God, for, like, oh, hangovers. Yeah. I know. I want to get one of those, like, portable ones or whatever. Yeah, you know? the infrared ones. Yeah, my friend John has one, and we went over there the other That uh, The fucking... So that was the night of your neon thing. Yeah. I, I mean, that was the last time I was in a sauna. was right after that. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. So, okay, so so we met at the dinner party, and then... But it, so I got I to gotta get to some actual... Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I know, we get so sidetracked, like, hey, do you know about this yoga place? Like, do you try gluten-free beer? Gluten-free. It's like your worst episode right now. No, just because great. Of, uh, I love it. Two guys that live in the same fucking neighborhood around the same bug people. Dude, I, I, I email. I yeah. emailed. I I interviewed uh, my buddy Lars. We're playing this show yeah. together on Thursday, and, and he and I have known each other for twenty years, and uh, and have played in bands and stuff. And just like the the interview is just like 
remember that one time like yeah. and then just the say, one time interview <laughs> saying saying people's names so that let's no get one to knows. the hard pressing yeah. questions what now, now where are you where are you from i am from fairfield connecticut oh wow okay yeah. And that's why I love Dunkin' Donuts, our sponsor, right? Yeah, now. exactly. <laughs> that was the only coffee we had growing up. Right. It was Dunkin' Donuts. So I love that they have it here. But yeah, I'm from I'm from the suburbs. Where is Fairfield? It's right on the border of um, of New York. Yeah, kind of like New York, and uh, we're like right on the coast. Right. So it's only it's a, about an hour train ride into the city. Okay. So I spent most of my childhood in the city. We, yeah, we went to um, Mystic Pizza. No, 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 no. no. I drove by Mystic. That yeah. went, uh, no, we went to uh, we went to Hartford. What, what's the closest big city to New York? Is that Hartford? New Haven. Oh, New Haven. Yeah, okay. New Haven. New Haven's yeah. fun, or it used to be fun. I don't fucking know. Um, we, it's funny, like you when you go to Connecticut from New York, uh, I feel like there's like that weird, like kind of like almost border checkpoint mm-hmm. place with the. Um, are you talking about on the highway? Yeah. There's the tower. Yeah. The tree tower with all the... What's... what's I don't know what's in there. Is it... Is it a cell phone tower? I don't or know. A cable tower? Oh, no. I was just saying that, like, that I felt about? like when you cross from New York to Connecticut, all the... All the um, buildings turn into, like, that weird thing where they're all, like, white shingled buildings or whatever. Like, I, or just, like, all the... Like, it looks very... Uh, what am I trying to say? Like, New Englandy. Oh, um, so you came in from? We came north from New York City. North, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, or well, you go south up through Connecticut. Yeah. So that would be you were on the Merritt Parkway. Yeah. So okay. yeah, it really goes from there to, like, that uh, episode of, um, what's that show? Billions. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. it's like that, where it's like yeah, you it's leave crazy. New York and then it becomes Greenwich, right? Which is like crazy wealthy. Yeah. And then you just keep going further down the line, and it get, yeah gets more suburban. Yeah. Working class. I never, I I'd never been there before, so it was kind of just like crazy or whatever. But then right. I guess, yeah. So you grew up in, so you grew up there. But the, yeah. what, where's that in relation to New York? It's east. It's, uh, yeah, right up on the metro <laughs> okay. north. So like northeast. Got it. Right on the coast. And and like what what the fuck is there? Like I mean, th- th- we always were when we were on tour. We're always like if we go to some place like. Maryland, yeah. or uh, not even Maryland, but uh, like uh, Delaware or Connecticut, and then you just go like, "What's the, do you know any nothing. bands from here? Like, do nothing. you know anybody from there?" Hatebreed is the only. <laughs> <laughs> Hatebreed is the only band I think that ever. Oh, John Mayer, he's from oh, yeah. my hometown. Cool. So my hometown is like a college town. Yeah. Okay. Um. So it makes sense that John Mayer is from there, and yeah. I think Hatebreed was from Bridgeport, which was oh yeah, like real rough town yeah bridgeport yeah with the name like hatebreed but um yeah so there so yeah my town is just a there's there's nothing to do like connecticut is boring yeah there's literally nothing to do there yeah no bands really come from there i saw hatebreed on tour with uh motorhead and dropkick murphys what was that like early 2000 yeah early 2000 it was a weird period where like motorhead wasn't cool yeah (laughs) (laughs) like they've always been cool yeah then for like five years they weren't cool and then they were like even cooler and now they're like the coolest and now it's the coolest thing and for a minute there they toured with dropkick murphy's and hatebreed oh god yeah it was really weird what a weird lineup the dude from hatebreed taught me how to play some of their songs back in at a barbecue in like 94 Uh they were playing a because my friend used to do backyard barbecues so all the 
like a lot of the punk bands, hardcore bands, because around the time, like Connecticut hardcore was really big. Yeah. So, like late, mid to late nineties, it was really good. So they would have all these backyard shows all the time. And I remember one of the dudes teaching me how to play their, I don't know any of the songs anymore, right. but it, he was intimidating. He was like a big fucking tatted sure. up yeah. dude. And, I well, that's like what happens. Little skater. I mean, that's what happens in those places, though. When you don't have anything to do and you don't have any scene, is yeah. the music does get good because there, there's nothing else to do, and so people focus on that, you yeah. know. And and so you do see these like little pockets of like rad scenes in like the Midwest and places yeah. like that or whatever. And then as soon as someone moves away. It all dies. It all dies. Or they get hooked on heroin. Or yeah, or they all turn yeah. twenty one and they all start- <laughs> Yeah, they're all like vegan straight edge. <laughs> then they turn twenty one and they're like meat eating, fucking booze hounds. I remember yeah. that was a big because the the straight edge scene was really big. Uh and there were a lot of really good hardcore bands, but yeah, it was like the minute everybody left high school and went to college or went off and got jobs, like yeah. they just became raging alcoholics. Totally. Nobody plays music anymore. Totally. I don't think any of them play anymore. Totally. That's, it's kind of sad, but that I mean, I'm from a really small town in Washington State, yeah. and it's the same way too. Where it's just like you know, they either stay there, get married, get some shitty job, yep, or you know, I don't know. It's just it is. It's the same all over. It's yeah, just, it's just. Were you were you like were were you like into like skating and stuff back then? Was that the thing, or was like that was pretty much it? I mean, we had like I lived in. Our town is very, my hometown is very divided, so we didn't really live in the most residential neighborhood. Mm-hmm. It was kind of, it was kind of away from most people. Like there's, not like away from most people, but it was, uh, it was kind of up in a hill, and there were only a few. There were, there, I mean, it was a neighborhood, but no children lived in any of the houses. It was all like elderly people, right? And they were like old money people that just lived there. What do your and folks do? My dad's a lawyer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so we so we lived in neighborhoods, and then we moved up there. And there was there were no kids in my neighborhood. Right. I didn't have a car, so I couldn't go anywhere. And then everybody else lived by the beach. Yeah. So it was really hard to do anything. So I just had to figure out how to skateboard and hang out and play right. music, and that was it. I just play guitar and is, start bands. Is that how the fucking? Is that when you started drawing and mm-hmm. stuff? Yeah, because I had nothing. I couldn't. Right. I didn't have friends around my neighborhood. You know, there was nothing to do. It wasn't like a gang of kids going to play baseball and shit. Right. You know, it was. It was just me in my room, watching Beavis and Butthead, yeah. and like jerking off in the basement to hbo on yeah. friday night sick because and also no <laughs> and i still do that too so yeah i know i was like I, was gonna say, I literally thing, do the exact same shit the thing i like about hbo now is that it doesn't uh it doesn't show yeah. what you've watched <laughs> do you remember when you have to switch back to the channel like if you okay your parents went out for the night they lift you 20 bucks for pizza yeah go into the basement you'd watch showtime Cin- or Cinemax and yeah. HBO. Right. There's always some type of porno on, like right. the, what is it, the Silk Red Sock? Shoe Red Shoe Diaries. Yeah. <laughs> and then you would change back to MTV, but uh-huh. then from MTV, you would change to VH1. So if your dad or mom came down, they could see like, oh, he just watched uh, How does that HBO work? Because it? it was the preview channel, the previous channel oh, feature. Oh, so if they went okay, and saw gotcha. that you were watching right. MTV, right. and then they did the channel you know previous channel it's like oh cinemax like right cool he's been down here like masturbating all night while we're out my whole thing was like to try i had to turn off bet as soon as my dad watched <laughs> oh boy 
<laughs> like I'd be watching like rap videos on BET, and then I would like hear my dad. Like, we lived in a we lived in an apartment, so it was yeah. like I would hear him opening the door or something, and I'd have to just turn BET off super fast, you know? Yeah. Um, God, <sighs> fucking VH1 used to suck so bad yeah. too. Like it was like all Don Henley shit and all that stuff. Like I hated VH1. When are I was they a kid. are they even on still? Or now it's all reality? All yeah, I think it's all reality. just reality yeah. shows or what? I mean, I think it's I think VH1's actually better now. But um, I just hated that channel. <laughs> yeah, thinking out, man. VH1's lame. MTV is cool. <laughs> and now you're like, are, do they even make? Because the last night now they did I the music a... awards, and I was like, they, they still make music videos. I know. I was also like, I was like, last night I was like, there's a fucking VMA thing, and I was just yeah. like, you can't who, who are these people? Well, that, and then yeah. like, and then it's just like the rock band was 30 Seconds to Mars. Oh, it was boy. Like, oh, God. And then he did like a tribute to like Chris Cornell. <laughs> I was just like, holy fuck. Like, and then also I'm just like, it's Game of Thrones night. Like, yeah, right. You know, like, what the fuck? Um, uh, what kind of shit, what kind of shit were you drawing? Like, like Beavis and Bud stuff? I still have all my old. Like weird gross monsters? Not really. It was a lot of a lot of snowboarders. I was like obsessed with snowboarding. Yeah. Were so you I, actually snowboarding? Yeah. You, oh, okay. yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah. I was actually really good at one point. Yeah. And then um junk food and obesity took over and kind of stopped life. snowboarding for a while. Yeah. So anyways, uh I would draw snowboarders. Like lifelike snowboarding? Yeah, like yeah, all okay. from like snowboarding magazines. Yeah. And I still have all the drawings in my studio. Right. Like every sketchbook <laughs> was uh, drawing like Melvin's album. It was basically drawing album covers like Melvin's, Nirvana, yeah. uh, some Sonic Youth shit, and then Metallica. But maybe, oh, yeah. yeah, just drawing. I mean, I never, I never drew like, I didn't have a, like a sci-fi or fantasy imagination. Right. It was all pretty like fucked up cartoons right and then um and then i would make my own cartoon strips but they were awful yeah like it was like a, a dad coming down for christmas morning and then the kids turn him him, him into a christmas tree it was like <laughs> i don't know and they just stick ornaments to his naked body he was naked <laughs> yeah he was naked <laughs> on a stump like covered in ornaments and yeah I, just like dark shit like that yeah and now i look back and i'm like these are actually really funny and like f- farmers that go off and i don't know kill kids that enter their property and oh, a lot wow. of like haunted like haunted yeah. like grim reapers that would come out of um like i have this one drawing it's a grim reaper on top of a tombstone and he's holding an uzi uh-huh. so i would do all these like like just fucked up like gangster rap uh-huh grim reaper like graveyard like mashups yeah like, like all that and i still draw the same shit now uh, so. yeah exactly i was it's looking like, at your stuff earlier just to refresh same. my memory and I, 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 I there was a lot of grim reapers on there yeah um were you were you like drawing like uh stuff i was always the, getting in trouble too oh for e- that oh yeah for uh, drawing everything. drawing it at school or mm-hmm. at home yeah always my, my, my parents didn't give a fuck but like yeah. the school did my buddy zach when i was a kid he was like you know we all played music together and we all played baseball and yeah and but he was the all of his family were like like did all of his family were really good artists or do you find that in your family like can your parents nobody draw? can nobody can draw my dad draws the same thing yeah over and over again it's right. just a flower pot that's it <laughs> and my mom hates art she looks at it she's like ah, that shit's gay like she right. doesn't really it's weird because like yeah it's weird because it's like no one in my family plays music and yeah and i i'm by far not like a natural 
uh, musician or anything or even like learning but like learning by ear just like just being obsessed about like doing it over and over again until I could get it right or whatever versus like I've had a lot of friends of mine that were like just naturally really good at it um, but I had a friend in high school and he would just draw like scenarios that had happened to us okay like we went to uh we went to like get a football inflated one time at the sporting goods uh-huh. store and the guy broke the needle on the pump off in the football and the guy just said uh shit on a ritz <laughs> and so then he drew this like fat slob saying shit on a ritz so like single panel yeah just like a single yeah. panel episode like situation you know but like at school and then it was just like he gets in trouble because it says shit on a rip, yeah. you know, whatever. I mean, ours was, I went to school and... That was like every day. I know? had to, drawing was the only thing that, I mean, it's still kind of is now, it was a defense mechanism then, because I was a new kid in a new school, I was overweight, Yeah, but I knew if I drew... So the obesity thing was a real thing. That was, oh, I was a fat kid growing up, okay. so like yeah. that, when I when I figured out that these kids aren't going to attack me for being new yeah. in their school. Cause they all went to school. You know, it's like everybody grew up together yeah. and then I was the new guy and I was overweight. I'm like, fuck, I got to figure this out like real quick. Yeah. So the minute I started drawing like the teacher getting banged in the ass right. or like <laughs> getting, like, getting like a hot Carl or something like yeah. that and passing it to a friend. That's when they were like, Oh shit. Okay. And I had to learn how to fight, <laughs> like physically fight people. And, do comedy as a way yeah. to save myself from getting, you know, ridiculed. And because I saw it happen to another new kid, like he was quiet, and they just destroyed the kid. Wait, where did like, you move from? I know it was in the same town. But oh, I went to okay. a different school. Like, gotcha, I transferred gotcha, gotcha. Um, okay. to different part of like a different school in a different part of town. So, uh, so that kind of was the reason why I, re- I think I really got into like art and doing comedy. But shit. Did you feel that like? Did you feel like? you knew how to draw early on or yeah. you it just felt natural yeah. like it didn't feel weird it was the only thing i did right right i mean since i was a kid i just always constantly sketching and then and then you know the school had a paper and they would let me draw and then i'd win all the art contests every year and right then i went to high school and and same thing then i you know started still drawing the same shit right but it was now on a level like oh i have to figure out how to get into art school right were you did you ever like uh, draw like seven inch covers or t-shirts for bands or album covers or art. Back or, then? Yeah, like flyers or anything like that. <clears throat> I did. Uh, I remember the first t-shirt that I did. Remember the Penelope Spheres movie Suburbia? Wayne's World. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, so in her Suburbia, there's yeah. a scene when Flea, Flea had the giant crass spray-painted flag yeah it was in the room i don't remember it exactly i've seen the movie like a couple times but yeah like around i think when i was like 12 or 13 somebody gave me a crass album and i was like oh this is cool but it didn't have it was a tape so it didn't have the actual logo right and then i watched the movie and i saw that they had the logo right up there so i was like oh shit that's the logo for crass right and i paused the vhs tape got a coffee can and and a marker like a paint marker had this ugly kid Joe shirt, flipped it inside out, and made my own crash shirt. Oh, sick. So I started making all my old homemade band yeah. shirts. Like yeah, even yeah. when Kurt had the uh, um, corporate rock still sucks. Like oh, yeah. just doing shit like that, and I would give them to friends or sell them to friends. Right. And then 
I think in high school I did a couple album covers for a, like a band or two. Yeah. And then, um, and then that's, but I, yeah, that's pretty much it. Our joke was we, we used to make these like kind of t-shirts that were just like making fun of that company. No fear. Mm-hmm. Cause that was like the, the thing with like my group of friends was you weren't allowed to wear a no fear oh, shirt really? like ever. <laughs> like you would get ra- you would just get ragged. And now that's like cool to wear, you know? Is it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, ironically. I yeah, I get like to- like wearing like a big Johnson yeah. shirt. Yeah, <laughs> my dad had those. They were great. <laughs> like that's what I remember. My dad was cool. He had all that shit. He had like big Johnsons, co-ed naked. Oh god. And then I would get in trouble if I got like a garbage pail T-shirt. Right. You remember the garbage? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Love, do you yeah. remember seeing that for the first time? Oh, I loved it. Mine just like... Well, and they had one named like up. Drop Dead Jed or something yeah. like that. It was like a Frankenstein or something like that. I loved... I mean, Garbage Pail Kids was fucking huge. Dude, they're still... Like, I looked at them recently because yeah. I was buying Dude, a bunch of them movie? off eBay. And oh, yeah. <laughs> My tummy hurts. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the shittiest puppeteering ever. <laughs> I gotta rewatch that. I gotta watch it again. I want to actually see the make... I got... For a while, I was getting really obsessed with the making of those type of movies. Yeah. So there's like the making of the labyrinth, making a dark crystal, yeah. making of, I don't know, uh, whatever other movie, but I want to know if there's a making of garbage pail. Kids. Know, Cause man. it's the worst movie. <laughs> the costumes are so shitty. The mouths barely move. Yeah. You can see, like, it's amazing. Looking. I wonder who did the puppetry for that thing. It's fucking nuts. I don't know. We got to look it up. Shitty place in Van Nuys. It's probably. crazy. Um, so what were, oh yeah, Garbage Pail Kids. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, that that was kind of like, you know, what my friend was kind of like drawing, like, just like, we just loved really gross. Yeah. We had a, we had like, for some reason someone had like this, like, uh, like, you know, like a rubber chicken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we had like You a, did like dick chicken or something? <laughs> no, 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 we had this like, somehow someone had a rubber pig uh-huh. and we were all like hanging out after school. We were like 13 years old or something like that. I'm sorry, it's so hot in here. Um... And we just started drawing shit on it, like, fuck you, and, like, <laughs> eat, eat shit. And, like, I think I drew, like, a vagina on it. Like, in my my art, my vaginas back then, I used to draw a lot of dicks on stuff, but, like, my vaginas were just kind of, like, uh, I don't know, it looked more like an amoeba, with just, like, weird <laughs> hairs coming in, and then, like, a circle in the middle. Yeah. And so I drew like a vagina on it, and then someone, and then someone drew like a swastika on it, you know. And like, they're like, "Whoa, yeah, all right, all right." <laughs> but, but then someone brought it to school, and the, and you got more in trouble for the swastika than the actual. Well, they brought us all in, oh, and no. they just had this like pig <laughs> on the table, and it just had like a million like drawings on it, just like "fuck you" and "eat shit." How did they know you guys did it though? Somebody ratted you out. I can't remember. Well, no, whoever had the pig, I can't remember who brought it to school, um, but whoever brought it in, they got pulled in, and then he was like, oh, what, you know, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, well, me and Jed and all these other people uh, okay. were drawing on it. So then they brought me in, and he was just like, do you want to point on here? He's like, what did you draw? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, the vagina. <laughs> and I wrote, eat shit. You know? <laughs> but I said to him, I was like, but I did it like yesterday. Yeah. At home, and like then this dude brought it to school, so like you can't get mad can't at me. Like I, I, I can't. And they let they let me off or whatever. But it was just funny, like this guy with like a rubber pig, and we're just like pointing out like uh, that, but that like weird. Was the vagina. dean just like <laughs> he's just fucking? I don't know. They were all assholes. You know how it is. I had know? this one drawing. We're actually my friend is trying to find it. Um, <clears throat> when my best friend Jared growing up, like he and I. He, we would always get into trouble. I would stay at their house for like months at a time, and he would stay at our house. But we used to draw 
comics together. And we used to do this one drawing of a tit monster. And it was just this lady covered in tits that would like <laughs> squirt toxic yeah. milk on you. Sure. And then we had like a dude with a bunch of dongs for hands. Yeah. So he was like Edward penis hands, Edward penis hands yeah. type thing. Sure. And I remember his mom finding them and it was so pissed at us. And then my mom was laughing about it. Yeah. And he has them somewhere. Yeah. So for the last like four years, whenever I go home, we're like, we got to go to your mom's and look for it. We have to find it because it's in a box somewhere. But yeah, that if I could find that, I'm going to make that an album cover for somebody. Ours it's was like, be. yeah, we had like, uh, it was always swastikas, but with like dicks. <laughs> dicks and, yeah. Yeah. And, and I think everyone had that <laughs> yeah. at some point. And it's just like, geez. everybody goes through their swastika dick phase. I know. So. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> um uh, so you meant it's, yeah. so you did get into art school then? I did, yeah. Where? <clears throat> well, I didn't get into any of the actual art schools I applied for because um, about junior, well, senior year of high school, I just fucked off and that kind of. I mean, I really wanted to go to film school. That's what yeah. I wanted to do. I wanted to make music videos and do short films, right? Because um, that was you know. That was a big part of the 90s, music videos. So we would watch them nonstop. We were just watching the En Vogue video. The yeah. For uh, 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 my love and you never yeah. going to get. So we were, watching that and we were just like watching it stone the other night going like, this is incredible. Yeah, like, they're cause, great. Because they don't have that anymore. There's all like, the camera angles were all like crooked. Choreography. And, and, yeah. Like, yeah. The sets were awesome. But that was, I really wanted to go because I at you know like in like 97 to 99, mm-hmm. that's when a lot of the really cool rap videos came out. But not like the puffy shit. Like there was like Wu Tang Clan. Yeah, like Wu Tang, Das Fex. Yeah, uh, the Roots had cool videos. I liked, so um, I really wanted to go for the that. band. Uh, Which one? Black Sheep. Black Sheep. Yeah, yeah. they were good. Um, so I wanted to go to film school, Public and I wrote a bunch of t- treatments for music videos, and then like a script that I had. That was just like I don't even remember what it was about. It was it was like it was basically inspired by the movie Belly. It was like my bootleg version of Belly. Oh yeah. Meanwhile, I like didn't know any black people, you know, right? It's because I was living in the suburbs of Connecticut. But I'm like, sure. this is the way things are, right? Like in the street. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. So didn't get into any of the art schools because my grades were so bad. Yeah. And they were like, you can't go to school for music videos. Right. So I kind of freaked out, and I had a job, and I didn't see myself staying in the town working as a butcher in a deli and all that. So one night I was really high and a commercial for the Academy of art in San Francisco came on. Oh wow! So I called, I was like, Hey, what's the enrollment like? And they're like, that's, you know, you have to pay for the dorm and it's like $3,000 a year. Yeah. And, uh, send a portfolio. Right. So I sent over a bunch of shit. I got in. So. Cause they let anyone, anybody. Yeah. And that's where I met all my best friends now. Yeah. <laughs> and then I ended up dropping out after and moving to New York. But, um, but yeah, I went, I went to Academy of art in 99 for less than a semester. Yeah. Fucked up my ankles skateboarding and <laughs> moved back home for a little bit and then got into a school in New York. Okay. And then went to art school there. Cool. <laughs> Somebody's about to bark. Oh, here, one of the dogs. Oh yeah. We have, Oh, here comes Fonz. We have Remy and Fonz here today. So that's, um, but yeah, I went to art school and then dropped out. Like, where know, were you living like, at in New York? Um, kind of all over. Yeah, I, mean, I slept on my friend's couch for a while, like on a dog mat. Um, yeah, that's when I first. And went I had to- a girlfriend at the time too, and she would like sleep on the dog mat 
next to the trash. Like that shit you can do when you're Ugh, boy. 20 years old. Yeah. You know? And then, but his couch, cause his couch gave me an, an allergic reaction because it was so shitty. And, and then, uh, Dave hack and I ended up living in Brooklyn, like w- way out in Brooklyn. Um, yeah. In 2000, 2001, 2002. And I lived that in was like cool. a punk house around that time in Seattle. And, uh, I lived in the like upstairs attic and I couldn't get like a box frame up there. Uh-huh. And that's all I had. Yeah. I, I mean, th- I wasn't going to like buy a new bed. I didn't have yeah, money totally. to buy a new bed or anything. Yeah. I just had the bed that I had like brought with me or whatever. And so it's like, I tried to get the box frame to go up the stairs and like around the corner and we just couldn't do it. Did you break it? Like break the... No, we couldn't even break it. We were just like, fuck it. So that thing, I just threw that in the lawn and then for like two years, I just slept on like a bunch of sleeping bags (laughs) and shit like on the ground, like in this room, you know, like just like a bunch of blankets and sleeping bags on the floor. And I had like a girlfriend. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. I think about that now all the time. Like there were actually girls coming over to fuck me and... (laughs) <laughs> I was on a, a legit yoga, like it was a yoga mat oh, and a do- or a dog mat, yoga mat type thing yeah. with a <clears throat> trash can next to my head full of cigarette butts yeah. and booze. I and- wouldn't even jerk off in a spot like that now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even, like the smell, I'm like, I don't want this stuck to me now, shit. <laughs> I first went to New York around, around that time, like 2001, I had never yeah. been anywhere and I had never been like out of like... I think I had like gone to like New Orleans to visit my family when I was a kid, but like I had never been out of like the Northwest, just out of Portland or Seattle where I lived. But uh, I went there for work to go see uh, a band play. Okay. And I remember New York then. I think like that was, was like the last time it was fun. Maybe yep. at least for me. I mean, now I go there and I, I people say it's still fun, but I don't. Maybe I'm just too old or whatever. I they don't know. They put a Starbucks on Avenue A in St. Mark's. Yeah, like a week ago. Yeah. No, I just like, it yep, just done. Yeah, it, it it just doesn't. But I remember going there and and then like friend my friend going like, well, when I was here, like I was like buying heroin here, and now it's like not <laughs> yeah. now it's like a cool bar. Um. But he was like, but there's a place called Cokies where oh, you yeah. can go get Coke. Yep. I'm like, you can get Coke. Yeah. Like, you know, there would like, be undercover cops blowing lines. Yeah. Next to, I don't know, like fucking Interpol or one of those bands. You know, it was yeah, like, yeah. I think they even mentioned that in that book that came out about n- the New York scene back then. Right. But it was really like that. Like, I went there maybe twice. I yeah. Think. Um, the first time I didn't do anything. And then the second time I was like, this is w- like, this is crazy. Yeah. Because you could buy it there. and Yeah. The first, yeah, the first night I got there, I went to this bar and like the Strokes were there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> two thousand one makes sense. Yeah. Wait, what's it like when you go back t- to the Pacific Northwest now? Uh, now, now it's it's all it's well everything's it's like, a lot like of that tech now, right? Well, not so much tech because I mean I don't I don't know where yeah I mean there is that that but it's everywhere is like everywhere everywhere is the same yeah. now. It's all yeah. artisanal shit everywhere, you know and. I used to live in Ballard in Seattle, which is like north of downtown. And when I lived there, it was kind of known as this like old school, like fishing village. And it was like the place where all the like homeless people went to because they knew that the neighborhood was like not well off, but like everyone was really friendly and there were a lot of older people there and a lot of it just wasn't cool at all. But the homeless people knew they weren't going to get like fucked with or whatever. So they just hung out there. So it was just kind of scuzzy, but in a, like, really non-threatening way. And 
uh, I loved it. You know, like it was just like dive bar after dive bar. And we used to just, we lived in a shitty house. Was that like in the nineties or? Yeah, this is like late nineties, early two thousands. And it was just great because it was just like, it was cold and rainy all the time. And we just go walk down to all these dive bars and drink with like all these alcoholics and you could smoke in every inside of everything. And it was awesome. I loved it. I mean, I'm, I'm glad I'm not still doing it, but now it's like, the coolest neighborhood in in Seattle, you know, because it was this long strip of like shitty bars that all got taken over and turned into restaurants yep. and, and craft beer, and, and you they know. still try to make it like local with all the old typography like that. <clears throat> sure, yeah, 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 and and people love it now. And it's like if 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 you go if you go to Seattle, I was just there did last you go, weekend. Did you go to Ballard. We were staying a block away from Pike Market. Mm. And so you're like downtown. Went there. to went to Capitol Hill one night. Capitol Hill is like to me seems like it's kind of dead compared to where it yeah. was. It got all bought up in the condos and all, and the people all moved to like Ballard. Ballard's like the Brooklyn of. Seattle, it was a lot. You know? of, I remember having a cocktail that was a pun on like the grunge scene. Like that was pretty much. Yeah. Like it was seems like, about right. Yeah. It was like the the Nirvana. Or something. I don't know. We were just in like fucking Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah. You know and went to this bar and it was just like you know locally roasted coffee and you know and and everything in the bar yeah, yeah. like or just like you know everything's everything's like the, oh that was the, it the, the hotel same. we stayed at they had a fucking bar underneath called uh penny royal tea uh yeah yeah and i overheard the one of the ladies at work there talking to a tourist family and she was like uh, one time, Chris Novoselic had a cocktail. I think it was the, uh, you know, whatever cocktail they had there. Uh, and he sat in that seat right over there. And the family right. was like, whoa. Yeah. Cool. They're impressed. Yeah. Like, oh my God, this is so depressing. I just got a text this morning from my buddy who was like, hey, I want to go to Sub Pop um, while I'm in Seattle. And like, he's like a record nerd, you know. And he yeah. was like, I want to go there and like have the a airport. look at it. Well, he was at the airport. <laughs> he's like, is, is it in the airport? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I just went. I was like, this is, I have to see Sub Pop in the fucking airport. And the best is, my favorite thing about it is walking through their the sub pop gift shop in the airport and everybody's yeah. I took a photo wearing a fucking loser hat. Like I had to do it. And then yeah. I looked at their wall of Polaroid. Yeah. And I, I I honestly feel like Jay Mascus goes there just to get his Polaroid taken with people. Yeah. Cause that guy probably doesn't travel that much. I don't think he's traveling. He's really good friends with uh some of the people at Sub Pop. So oh, he goes okay, there all the time. Because he, he had them. like seven Polaroids. Yeah. He's he's Megan Jasper, who's the like president of Sub Pop, grew up in Worcester with all of them. And, gotcha. Like, okay. They were all in the same like house. Together. Sorry, everybody that listens to every band on Sub Pop that I didn't know the history. <laughs> no, I just know that. My bad, everybody. Well, no, but you know, but see, were those Polaroids taken at the at the airport at, or were... at the airport? Okay. Yeah, I don't I don't picture Jay Maskus coming in every because like they have the dates on it. Was Jay Maskus like August eighth? 2015 and then it's like okay jay mascus september 12th 2016 like he's right he's friends with sub pop people okay but here's the thing so the that the mega mart which is the sub pop store in the airport yeah used to be in pike place market uh, a long okay. time ago and that was like they had it in another spot too that was like an original the original idea was like we're just gonna have our own record store okay. you know and uh it just didn't do very well at all and but everyone that came in they would take i used to work there really so i 
took a lot of those Polaroids there, but I don't know if they transferred those over to the new one. But that was the whole thing was we had. They were fucking, on a wall. Like, yeah, I uh, just. But I mean, there was like Lori Petty. Yeah. From like 1998, and it just said like Tank Girl, you know, like <laughs> like on it or whatever. You know, I did buy a bunch of shit though. So yeah, there you go. I was like, yep, I'm here. Might as well. Yeah, yeah. One in Rome. No, it's cool. I mean, it's just it's just you know it's it's like everything else. You know, it's just like it's all in the airport now, and yep. Seattle is like. Seattle's small enough and hip enough that, like, I mean, that's the thing about the, the, like, L.A. is, like, Burger King is in the airport, you know? Even though, you know, you think of L.A. as, like, at least, like, there's, at least there's rich, there's rich people. Maybe they don't want to eat fucking Burger King or whatever. Burger King and Starbucks. Yeah. And that weird, uh... Seafood restaurant. Right. Uh, but, but I mean, Seattle's small enough and hip enough that they, like, they're like, well, we're going to get a bunch of, like, popular local restaurants and, like, actually make the food at the airport halfway decent. Whereas yeah. L.A. is still just, like... They're slacking. Fucking Jimmy John's or, you know, whatever yeah. <laughs> whatever it is. Just, like, the grossest chain. You'd think they would have an In-N-Out burger in there by now. Yeah, right. Not even an everybody fucking, comes dude, to L.A. to eat that shit. The line would be insane. Yeah, it'd be nuts. Do a Bikram yoga studio in the airport. <laughs> no, I, that's the thing. It's like, it's fucking, I, I'm always like, I'm always shocked at how like just white trash LA is, you know, like <laughs> you go to other big cities and you don't see like, like you don't see like white trash people like that. And like, like maybe tourists, but like the lo like the local, like LA is just like a big fucking sur suburb, you know, and you have, this, oh yeah. Like, you know, you go to the fuck, you go to North Hollywood and it's immediately like we could be in the fucking somewhere in the middle of the South, middle of nowhere, yep. you know, um, I don't want to talk any shit on Texas right now, but, um, um, uh, so, so then you get out of the fucking art school, you're living dropped your, out art school. you drop out, you drop out, I went, you get I, out, I get, I got out, I did my bid. No, yeah. I ended up in, when I was in school, I started printing, um, t-shirts yeah i got into doing more of that because i went i studied fine art and cartooning and shit like that like you could never figure out what i wanted to do and their art school wasn't really it wasn't like that liberal where you could just go in and be like i want to make weird performance videos and paint and do like you right. had to have a major so when i was studying um in the fine art department we had screen printing so i got really into making my art printing it because i always wanted to run clothing companies like yeah. I always that was what i wanted to do yeah um, so i would print t-shirts and then at the time i was living in the lower east side and hanging out with a lot of bands and a lot of artists and stuff so i would just constantly give away t-shirts to bartenders and it was a way to like drink for free sure because yeah. every every friend i had that was like working in the service industry was like wear this let them know where to get it and this is all before like online stores fucking websites right. this was dropping it off and then somebody emailing me to my hotmail account you know and like right and then that led to um actually like printing large orders for when vice had a store uh -huh. they used to have clothing stores yeah so i would print tons of t-shirts for their three locations and then boutiques you had your own screen printing press or i would use the schools right so because oh, wow. it was all free yeah so yeah. i would go in there print and then they found out <clears throat> my teacher like saw an, like a write-up I got in some magazine about, yeah. and I was like, yeah, I print at school for free. Yeah, that's and then that kind of like shut it down. And yeah. he's like, you can't, you know, you can't do this. So I ended up just printing in my apartment. But through that, the, the orders were getting larger, more work was coming in and I just didn't have time to go to school. Right. And I was already making money. And sure. like the, one of the deans at school was like buying my work already. So I was like, oh, this is cool. I can figure out 
how to make money as an artist. Yeah. And then that led to working with like bigger clothing brands and then working with, you know, doing like advertising stuff. And it's just since then been that ups and downs of like one day I'm doing a t-shirt for a band. The next day it's like for a massive clothing company. And then is it all doing an art show? Yeah. I always, I, I don't like it when people say art, for anything other than like actually drawing stuff, I hate when like actors say they're artists or oh, yeah. or musicians say artists. Like, just use a different word. Yeah, me, seriously. <laughs> but is it is it is it just for you? Is it like always been like kind of just like a word of mouth sort of thing, or like recommendations through other people, or how do you? Part of like what we talk about on this podcast sometimes when yeah. we're not just making fun of everything is <laughs> is just like how to survive as a freelancer, whatever you're yeah. doing, artist, music film whatever it is um so so how did how did how do you get a job like that like um someone recommends you for it or yeah i think at the i mean i was young when i was doing it so i was probably like 23 yeah and i hit the payment i knew that and and the only way to really get out there and because i I really wanted to show like in galleries that was my thing right i really wanted this is what i do to make money but I really want to be in a gallery. So I figured if I kept going hand, like just door to door to every gallery showing my work, every magazine showing my illustration, and every clothing company, everything that one of these things would hit. And this was in New York, and you were actually able York. to like physically go there. And, At, yeah. all, all by bicycle or right. foot. Because this is, you know, there was no Instagram, there was no sure, sure. Facebook or anything. You had to go and like knock on, like the Tokion magazine was a block oh, from yeah, where I used Tokyo to live. On, yeah. So they had, um, like Barry McGee would do work for them. And that was one of my favorite magazines at the time and my favorite artists. So I just walked in mm-hmm. and became friends with everybody there and would give them artwork, would give them t-shirts and then they would do a write up or, you know, work with me on a, a t-shirt or a illustration for the magazine. Right. And from there, it just kind of, I don't know, you have to, just hit the pavement and do it all because nobody's going to sit around and wait for you. You have sure. to do it all yourself. Well, I think it's different now, and it's obviously now the internet. Yeah, it's yeah. just like I mean, at, at one point, I mean, at, at what point does Instagram start to become completely passe? But but I stopped doing it for a while. Like after, I think around two thousand seven to yeah. two thousand nine, um, I took a break for a while, like it because I did it for so long, and then I was so sick of doing it and got burnt out, right? And really didn't want to show in galleries, and I really didn't want to do T-shirt graphics or right. like anything. So I just kind of had just shitty day jobs. Yeah, didn't make any art. Yeah, tried to just enjoy. I, at the time too, I was getting sober, so art was a very stressful thing for mm-hmm. me to do, and yeah. I didn't want to be around those fashion people anymore. Totally. So I didn't do anything for a couple of years, and then I moved here and worked little jobs and then finally started to make work again. And then Instagram came out. So it was like, Oh cool. I can put all my work on here now. Right. Like out. I don't have to go. So do you find people find you there now? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's still like, for instance, like the one, one of the things I liked that you did was that like ESPN, uh, oh, thanks. Yeah. the, the map, um, and I'll put the I'll put oh, a link to your football. site on the thing when we put this up or whatever. But like, just be well. I mean, for me, it's like uh, because I like football or I used to like football. Yeah. I don't give a shit anymore. But <laughs> just it kind of caught my eye because it was a sports related thing. 
Um, but like, how does something like, like how, cause your stuff is so, I mean, for instance, like you have like a crass shirt or motorhead shirt with like weird Arabic writing yep. on it. That was a long, I did that. That's a long time ago. Two or 2003. Yeah. That was, what was that in response to? Um, nothing. My, I just wanted to recontextualize band t-shirts right. using a homemade process of printing your own shit. Yeah. Um, my best friend is Egyptian, uh-huh. so I had him translate uh-huh. all the bands. And, and a lot of them, like, they they aren't, I don't know if the word's phonetically right. sp- like spelled right. So I think Joy Division is like Joy Diffusion. Like, mm-hmm. it's so, there's a lot of people <laughs> right. are always like, that's not actually the word. Right. Um, but uh, people wait, on Twitter are really about? angry. So well, I was, oh, I guess- yeah. Oh, the ESPN thing. That yeah. was. See, I don't know anything about football. Right. That's what I was going to ask you. I don't think you do. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. And I I think it was somebody at the ad agency saw my work and they wanted to do the opposite of what they usually do. Mm-hmm. So they had me do all of the different teams. And when I was on the phone with the people at ESPN, they were like, yeah, we want to do the Sooners mascot. And I was like, I hate to be that guy, but like, what? what yeah. is it? Yeah. <laughs> and then we worked on that for... Uh, for a while now, um, or for a while, it was, I think like four months of sketches and then the final piece, but I don't know anything about football. So right. it's cool now that I know, but I thought that was kind of weird too, that they use that map. And then, you know, you see like the cartoon shit I do. It doesn't translate at all. Well, it's cool though. Cause it's just like, it's, it's kind of all over the place. It's kind of like, uh, it just kind of, it, in a way it almost seems like, uh, I don't know if you're probably not trying to make fun of college football or whatever but it's kind of like it's just funny like the whole like you know the shit is taken so seriously by so many people yeah and then there's this like cartoon of like the touchdown jesus and all this kind of stuff did you they put it on their uh i don't know if it was espn's college football or some some college football instagram handle posted they would post pieces of it Uh uh-huh and when did you do that when did it come out Recently, I think that was the last year. Oh, okay, so yeah, it's recent. Maybe okay, a year yeah. Ago, okay, gotcha. Two, gotcha. two years ago, maybe. Gotcha. I don't know. I don't really know. So Instagram. The thing out. is, a lot of those things, the, those jobs, the, you'll work on it for a year, right? And then a year later, you're like, oh fuck, I remember that. But totally. I think, yeah, maybe it was two years ago or a year ago, I think. Um, but I would read the comments because it would get like you know twenty thousand likes, and then you read the comments, and it's just people fucking arguing. Yeah. Not even about football. Right. It's just like. It's about politics, Obama. about yeah. Obama, about, yeah. you know, this is all Obama shit. And yeah. like, just like not even talking about the artwork at all. No. Nobody said like, cool art or no. like, hey, I like this dude's work. It was literally like, fuck you, dude. Like University of Texas, can you need a dick? Like, yeah, <laughs> I know. It's thanks, guys. That's, that's all it is now. I mean, that yeah, my I always I have this kind of running joke, just not even it's not even a fucking joke. It's just like if if I was to let get elected I would just ban comments on everything. Yeah, like you not, have to. Not free speech, but just like the ability <laughs> to comment online is just like the worst. Fun. It's just retarded. And I mean the uh, the one the last the thing you went to the bullet job that was uh, I I put that on Instagram. They put it on their Instagram, and right off the bat, people just go into a political thing about the brand, and you're like, why don't you just fucking like the thing and say, hey, that fucking pickle looks cool yeah <laughs> i know it's all people, people just want to fight That's yeah it. and i mean every music video that we put up someone 
comments like, "Oh, this riff is from oh god, like yeah." This so you have to deal with those song, people, you know. And it's just like, dude, in twenty seventeen, like playing like heavy metal, dude. Like if you can come up with a fucking riff that no one ever has ever heard before, and like show it to me like yeah. you know like i'll be i'll be more than happy to support you or whatever <laughs> but if you're gonna just fucking say that i stole this fucking riff because it's like sounds similar to this like metallica i'm like yeah it does sound similar to that metallica song i was trying to sound like that metallica yeah, right. song. <laughs> <laughs> no shit like, um talk talk about that neon thing because that that i didn't uh we, we went down and saw that and, uh, and we i haven't gotten gotten to see the actual uh piece yet but but what was that um and who was the artist that you were collaborating, collaborating well again it's with? kind of one of those weird things where i i i don't remember who found me to do the work yeah um because the last like last year or two um you know we were working on putting together the cartoon yeah the animated later show, days later days yeah. and men's shelter that's the other one i've been doing for okay, years right uh, but that's, that's not online yet. No, we're we're that we're pitching that next. Actually, this month, right? Like next week we have a pitch, and then right. um, all throughout the month of September. Um, so I was doing I mainly that. that the men shelter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, you're gonna like the show. It's really <laughs> it's funny. Hilarious. Yeah, I've been doing it for a long time, and it's gone through like the ringer, yeah. and now we're in a really good place with it. But of uh, but yeah, so I was doing like all the cartooning shit or animation stuff, and then would do the normal like dark t-shirt graphics for a lot like alexander mcqueen and Mm -hmm. just kind of working with like bigger brands not really focusing on doing like personal work or anything like that and then um they reached out to me a year ago like i think last yeah last august and there were a couple other artists that were up for it i I, i'm not really sure how they found me. It might have been through Instagram. It could have been through a website. Because a yeah. lot of those ad agencies, too, they just pull things all sure. day and make vision boards. And they're yeah. like, this is the kind of style. So they had me do it. Spent a year doing the illustrations for it. So many different changes. And then they teamed me up with this woman, Lisa, who did all of the fabrication for it. Mm-hmm. So she went in and we worked together on taking my little illustrations and then blowing them up to, you know, three or four feet. Right. And Lisa Schulte is her name. She's like yeah. an incredible artist and neon fabric. And I didn't know anything about neon. Yeah. I, like, uh, to be honest, like my, I have to wear sunglasses all the time uh-huh. and cause the sun is also brutal, but neon, like just a wall of neon would like hurt my eyes. Yeah. And then over, and I, I just never paid attention to neon too. Right. Until now I know like the process, what goes into it. Right. So now it's like, I can see who did a good job, who did a bad job. Right. And, we ended up working together for three months on the actual fabrication and I would pop in, see what they were doing. And it's really, I mean, it's fucking cool to see it. Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, I, I got to go down. The guy who plays drums in my band, yeah. he used to be like a neon fabricator, <clears throat> but he worked in like, you know, a sign shop in yeah. like fucking Cincinnati. Yeah. You know, but he's interested in the, like the actual process because he knows something it's about science. it, you know? And I, I used to work in a fucking print shop. Yep. So, like, anytime someone's screen printing something or fucking doing any wine labels, I'm like, oh, did you use an offset letter print? You know, like, I, <laughs> yeah. I immediately go into some dork thing. Do you ever print anymore? Do you? N- no, no. I, I got out of it because uh, I was too good at it, and I was worried oh. that I was going to be 
was going to be... You got to take a full time. This is going to be the rest <laughs> of my life. Because uh, the printing business is like... I don't... I think printing is cool because I... Like how you were screen printing the shirts, I was like printing like punk flyers on my own press. Yeah. And instead of like, you know, instead of using like a copy machine, I would just like do like a million flyers in like and those are collectible now 15 too, minutes so not these ones not those okay no but they looked cool you know and they they just looked cooler than like a xerox you yeah. know and and uh i mean these were like shitty bands that no one ever heard of and my my shitty bands or whatever but um i just the fucking printing people like at the t- i don't know maybe it's working in fucking clackamas oregon or Tri-Cities, Washington, or whatever shithole I was in, it's just that, you know, there's a lot of people, like, smoking crystal meth and getting their hands stuck in the yeah. press. <laughs> a dude with a cigarette dangling while, like, yeah. ashes are falling on a t-shirt, and he's like, ah, fuck it. Exactly. So. I think now it's a little bit different, because when I stopped printing my own stuff, I, I reached out to other print companies, and I think now with, the you know, how streetwear is so popular, Instagram's yeah. popular, and every kid has their own fucking clothing line now yeah they've adapted like what they've learned from churning out fast fashion and essentially started their own studios to start printing so i and rather than having like the old methy dude yeah. or like an old chinese guy that didn't know what you're doing like in new york i dealt with this old chinese dude <laughs> yeah. and he would like fuck up everything and yeah. it was like off-centered but now the kids are are really savvy to sure like, good quality t-shirt good yeah. quality print so you go in their studios and they're like immaculate, like real. They like dress cool now. Yeah. Everybody that works there are just like kids with tattoos that. Dude, I'm are talking about to like, like rap and shit. Yeah, no, I'm talking. This is like, I, you know, fucking smelling like really weird chemicals like in a <laughs> in a bottle that's just like covered in ink, and then like a fucking dude with like greased back hair comes in and like fuck with like those pair coke, of jorts on coke bottle glasses <laughs> and he's just talking about how he's like gonna go to the black angus on friday and like try to fuck a hooker and just like shit like you know it's just so it's so brutal uh, i just had to get out of there because i was like i was kind of like this is too i'm like too comfortable here like <laughs> you start showing up drunk to work and shit Dude. when you're like drinking on the job at 11 a.m printing yeah. t-shirts because i dude that would happen to me too like yeah. when you get in that lifestyle where mm-hmm. you're like i'm already doing some form i mean it's it's a it's a it's manual labor you're printing you're doing everything yeah. but you start drinking you get too comfortable and yeah. then next thing you know 20 years goes by and you're like yeah cut you're the guy with the purple hands yeah totally chemical sting uh-huh. chemicals <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, yeah, I had to get out of there. And one of my favorite guys was this old guy that would show up to work. I worked in this town called Burien that was like uh, outside of uh, Seattle by like about forty-five minutes, and I had to be there at six thirty in the morning. So I'd get at, leave my house at like five forty-five a.m. Oh man! And I would get there, and there was this dude that would just show up, and he'd be fucking shit faced. He was like <laughs> sixty <laughs> from the night before, just he, like woke up. Just, hit the he bottle. just just always drunk, you know, just permanently. Because it gets crazy outside of there, right? I remember oh, yeah. driving through from I was on a I forgot where I was, but I was coming from Northern Washington down. I think I went up to the town where they shot. Twilight or oh, some like, shit. Forks. Oh, I went okay, to Forks yeah, yeah. on a road trip. I was going to say Roslyn where they shot like uh, Twin Peaks and all these. Yeah, I, didn't, I bypassed that. I just went to Forks because I was yeah. like, I don't know what this place is, but let's see if I want to see Burger King the highlighting Twilight merch, you know? Right. So we came down through northern Washington down to Seattle. And 
I remember going through it, and it's it was it was like pretty redneck up there. Oh yeah, yeah. You get outside of town by twenty minutes, and it's a completely different. Yeah, fucking it was place, strips of yeah. motels. Yeah. This guy, I was just this guy was hilarious because he'd be wasted, and then like around like. Uh, we, I worked from like six in the morning to like one in the afternoon. It was like the weirdest fucking shift. And I would go home and take a nap for like three hours and go to my telemarketing job after that. You were a telemarketer? Yeah. Whoa. I was really good at that too. I had, yeah. to, get, I had to get out of that. <laughs> um, but uh, so like he get there. So what six- aren't you good at? Let's get- <laughs> guitar. guitar. Yeah. Uh, anything anything knows me to do is except for printing and uh, yeah. Terrible at acting and guitar, really good at printing. Oh, yeah. And we got to talk more about your acting stuff. Yeah, we'll talk about it off the air. Okay. Um, but this guy would, uh, by like 11, this whore would show up and he would like... In the to, parking lot? Yeah, and have to give her money every day. Oh. Like, like, the local <laughs> like so prostitute brutal. that was like, oh, I would see her like down at the bus stop on the way into work uh. and then she would show up to get the money from this. Anyways, um, so we should wrap it up here because yeah. it is fucking uh, over an hour now and it's fucking hot as shit and yeah. I have to go to work in 10 minutes. Um, so what like what do you have going on now? Be, so the Neon shows up. It's That's at the Grand Market. Grand Central Market. Um, downtown. Downtown. Later days. Later days. We're starting season two right now. Okay. Um, I like how we say season two. It's yeah. It's like a show on Instagram. <laughs> but like it sounds so professional. We're like... Man, I've been working on season two. Like, you yeah. guys have nine episodes on YouTube that are a minute long. You, YouTube picked it up for another season. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you, the fans out there were wondering, it's been, it's been renewed. Instagram has renewed it for another season. <laughs> oh, God. It sounds so pro when we say that. Like, we're doing season two with YouTube right now. Meanwhile, yeah. it's like, I can't figure out how to post an embedded link. I, oh, I'm like, God. I'm the worst. <laughs> I know. This podcast may never Instagram. even go up. Yeah. I if, if I get frustrated enough or too drunk, we'll Instagram, uh, <laughs> they picked us up for season <laughs> People that, maybe, people, that, people that aren't from Hollywood won't oh, know what we're talking about anyway. <laughs> I tell I was at a meeting before I got here, and they, we were talking about actually how to bring Later Days to their brand. Yeah. And, I, and they're like, so when's the new one? I'm like, dude, we just, we're, we're starting season two. <laughs> <laughs> at least I can make fun of it. It's whatever. But So we have the new, we're, yeah. season two kickoff. All we're right. working on it now. Cool. Uh, the last one we made was oh, on God. Thanksgiving of last year. So Chrome Bucky wake up from a coma. Nice. But their coma was they just ate too much turkey with tryptophan. Right. And they have beards and long hair now. Mm-hmm. And they have to figure out how to get a haircut. Nice. At a barbershop. Okay. And that's like the hardest thing to do because all these barbershops now when you walk in, they're like, hey, dude, you want to like you distill be- gin? You want to <laughs> chop wood? You wanna-? So they're like, no, we want fucking haircuts. But they can't figure out how to get a haircut. So yeah. that's the whole episode. And then, um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so we're going to be doing that. And then go to pitch uh, Men's Shelter for the month of September. Yeah. And that is the one that I, I've been trying to get like every time I'm like, we gotta use Jed. Just use his fucking voice, dude. I'm there. We'll figure out a character for you, but that is, uh, I've been working that forever, so I'm really hoping that that is. I hope you do too, because I need a job, man. So do I. Like, this fucking kitchen. <laughs> if not, I'm going to your old screen printer and asking for a job. <laughs> You're gonna be the hooker Can't in the parking lot. to live here anymore. hooker in a parking lot with a, a soft pack of camel wides getting her fucking daily allowance from some alcoholic. Oh, God. And they're probably drinking Dunkin' Donuts too. It's like, <laughs> our sponsor. Our sponsor for today. Well, I think that wraps it up that does and i thank you for having me to your bikram studio really. <laughs> <laughs> thanks buddy oh that's fun there you go